Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Integrated Entrepreneur. I'm here with Keith, my co-host. How's it going, Keith? What up, man? How was Thanksgiving? Dude, Thanksgiving was great. Uh, I had a blast. I had a lot of people over my house, and uh, everything went smooth. How about you? I had no people at my house, and everything was a lot smoother than I anticipated. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm, I'm such a loser, bro. I don't like to do anything. If I'm not at work, man. If I'm at home, I just chill, and I don't want to have to babysit and make people happy and have small talk. And so we just chilled. Her, my wife's mom and dad came over. A couple of the kids, but that's it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I did that last Christmas, and it was probably one of my favorite Christmases because you're hanging out with your family all day, and you're not you're not running around like a lunatic. Yeah, yeah. So it, was, it was nice and chill, man. But today was a shit show, obviously, like probably everyone out there listening. Uh, first day back in the grind after, you know, a day or two out of the office. Yeah, and not off of work, but just out of the office, and it's yep. miserable. Yeah. Well, dude, I, I do this thing Sunday night and maybe a couple of people can do this and helps them. You know, I, I, I'm getting about 500 emails a day. Okay. Yeah. So when I come in Monday morning, if I haven't spent at least an hour, hour and a half in the, in the office over the weekend, I'm coming in to complete mess. So I always take probably an hour or two to try to go through and get everything knocked out. So when I come in Monday, I have my power list and my hit list. I have everything ready to go, everything sorted, and I can just get to work. Uh, I started doing that probably two years ago. I don't do it every weekend, but the weekends I do make a giant difference. The weekends I don't. Monday, I'm playing catch up till about 11, 12 o'clock. Yeah. yeah you know? I've, uh, I've tried to adopt that same thing, but... I just refuse to do it. I hear you. Time. <laughs> like, well, I will say this. I did go in on Friday, and half the people that were on my calendar were just nowhere to be found. Yep. Right? And, dude, that's such a great separator into finding out, like, who's your people and who aren't your people, you know? Like, the people that hold up and, and do what they say they're going to do, even though it's, quote, unquote, a national holiday – Versus the people that are just checking a time clock, clock you know, you could tell who you want to work with. Yeah. You know, those yeah, people. Uh, let's see, seven, seven meetings scheduled for Friday, two people kept, and we ended up talking for like two and a half hours each. Yep. And they're your people. Yep. Like, you, you know, you're going to wind up working with them and they're going to be great clients for you. Yep. So, bottom line. But what I want to go over today is, is failure. Okay. A lot of people have really messed up and fucked up uh, thoughts when it comes to failure because they look at it the exact wrong way. All right. The first thing is if you can fail, fail fast. All right. Why? Because you want to uncover your mistakes. Just because you did something and it didn't work out, one, doesn't mean you can't do it. You just found a way that it doesn't work. All right. I can look at so many of these things that I've done in my past and these giant mistakes I've made. And the only ones that really, really hurt were the ones that I, it wasn't a fast fail. Right. So I had two partnerships that went belly up 
in those partnerships, we dragged it out because we were doing well, but there was underlying issues of why it wasn't going to work long term. Both those companies actually survived the, the breakup, but one I was in for two and a half years. The other one I was in for four years. That's six years that I could have been working on what I have now. Okay. So when you don't fail fast, the reason I'm bringing that up is it does set you back from what you're actually meant to do or how you're meant to do it. All right. So when you're failing, fail fast. What, what, what are some of the things you have on this before we go on to the next point on failure as a final? Man, so failure sucks, and I try to not fail at all. And, uh, man, failing fast is great and all, but fuck failing in general. So what I do, and, and that doesn't say, that doesn't, I don't say that to tell you that I don't do shit wrong. And I don't, like, have bad days and, and things that get screwed up. But if I'm going to go after something, I do a ton of due diligence before I actually commit. And what I mean by that is I figure out what exactly my goal is. And then I go find people that have done it very, very, very well. And then I figure out what all the shit they did wrong. Mm-hmm. And I avoid doing that shit. Yeah. So I may take four more months longer in the process to start something. Yeah. But my, my pain, my shit sandwich that we talk about is yep. one bite and not 27 nibbles. Right. Just get it over with. And so the reality of that is, man, I do a lot of due diligence. I do a lot of studying. And instead of figuring out how to do things well, I figure out how not to fail at things. So how are how are what avenues did Jonathan take to do this task? Which ones worked, which ones didn't? And I just do case studies. And then I I do the same thing like I'm I'm doing 2024 business planning. Do's and don'ts. Okay. Yeah. All these people failed doing all these things. Let's not do those. Yeah. They had success in these. Now, how do I take these and then fine tune them to what I can do and control? So that, you know, that's, it's not a, it's not bulletproof, but it damn sure alleviates a lot of the pain. Yep. I can see that. I, I think people usually think that failure is total. Failure is final, right? So I'll give you guys an example. Marketing campaigns, right? We constantly set up new marketing campaigns. I would say that on average, maybe 10% of them work out. Meaning I know that, hey, 10% of the ads that we set up are going to work. The other 10% we're going to wind up killing. That is a version of family, right? You're setting this up and you're basically testing it, all right? If you have an employee that doesn't work out, that's failure, okay? Any of these things that happen, it's very normal for an operator to go through. Most of what we do, if you really think about it, doesn't necessarily work. We either make it work or we figure out what went wrong, make the adjustments, and run the play again or run it again, right? So I'll give you an example. I had two partnerships that didn't work out. They failed. I opened up a gym franchise. The gym franchise was absolute shit. And looking back on it, a lot of it was questions I didn't ask in due diligence to keep to your point, brother. Like had I asked some of those questions, I would have left that one alone, 
for the most part, I would have saved myself 600 grand. All right. But I did learn a very, very important lesson. The lesson that I learned from opening that is one, you have to do a lot more due diligence. Like you said, two, okay, you have to, you always should do things that incorporate what you're already doing. What I mean by that is I help people grow their business and get financing or payment processing. Bottom line, that's all I do. Okay. If there's no part of that that involves fitness or local fitness. Okay. I work with customers around the country that own businesses. None of that really plays into fitness. So all I did was buy myself for a $600,000 distraction. (laughs) All right. I could be amused by other things that'll cause a lot less stress, a lot less gray hairs. Yeah. Yeah. A lot cheaper cheaper too, right? Like I, I, that's every, that's every subscription I could ever want for the rest of my life, you know, and then some, but the point is what did I, you have to learn from failing. Okay. My takeaway from that mistake was simple. If it doesn't align with what I do and my main, my main mission on this planet, guess what? I shouldn't be doing it. It's that simple. It's that simple. Right. And the difference between people that win consistently at a high level or lose is what they take from failure. You could take anger, grief, depression, resentment, hate from it, or you could take the lesson it's trying to teach you. Right. But to sit back and say, Hey, we don't fail. Every single one of us fails and we fail over and over and over again. There's times we have parenting fails. You know, like you say something in front of your kid next you know, he might not repeat it that week, but a week or two goes by. He says it in perfect context, okay, in the right situation. Ask me how I know, you know, because that's a parenting fail that I have consistently messed up with. You know, what, what are some of the things that you've learned along the way from some of your uh, mishaps? Uh, partnerships never work, and you can't demote without firing, Right. Those, Those are my two main here here's the thing, like big heart for employees. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to be the greatest employer because I'm too kind. Hey, can I stay home today? Hey, can I hey this is happening? Hey, can I do hey let it, yeah, sure, fine. Just do your shit and, and I don't have to worry about it. Right? Yeah. The reality is the more they the more they ask, the more they take, and the more you say yes, the more they take. And so at some point you end up with just babysitting a motherfucker on payroll that don't do anything for you. So when you demote those people because they quit working and you move them to a different area because you're too generous with your heart, you're just delaying the inevitable, right? So it's basically your thing. Like, Hey dude, I would have rather burned $600,000 one by one in a bonfire than fucking give it away in a failed gym. Yeah. Same thing. How much money have I wasted over the years by being a friend of my employees? Right. So yeah, I've always tried to demote or move and it's never worked out. It's always failed. Um, so that, that those are the two main uh, main ones that I have a continuous issue with. Luckily, I don't travel outside of my uh, bandwidth. 
uh, like some people. Yeah. But the reality is, like, we all have that thing that we do and try to do, and we all suck at it, right? We're, there's no one here that's good at every aspect. So you're going to fail or, or be less good at certain aspects of business, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't really like to call it failing. So it's finding out. With you. I, I I just I just call it not, it's not not yet quite developed, right? Because the, the reality is, when I think of something failing, like there's no coming back from failure, right? In the military, you get shot, you fail at your mission, you're dead. Like there's really no like second chance. And so I've always yeah. carried that motto of like, all right, if if I'm going to do something incorrectly in business, it, it's not going to be completely detrimental and take everything away from me, right? We're going to have the ability to keep fine tuning the process to make it better, but we're not going to fail. Yeah. Right. And so I don't know where your video went, but I'm staring at a blank black screen. Oh, I'm here. I'm good. All right. I'm um, good. So, so the reality is like, we may not come out of the gates blazing, like we always anticipate our next idea or uh, addition to business, right? When we think yeah. of like adding something new, ancillary product or a vertical, it's going to be the best thing ever. It's going to be even better than the last thing we did because that's just our entrepreneur bullshit that we deal with. The reality is it's never quite as good. And, and typically it's nowhere near as good out of the gate because you run into things that you weren't planning for. So... When we get that benchmark of, of reality versus what we were anticipating, then we just fine tune from there. And, and, and my, my opinion is that it, keeping more of that positive outlook will allow us to push that needle forward and get it to where we quote unquote anticipated it being. Yeah. So I try to keep that failure word out of the, out of the vocabulary. But the reality is, like, there's just shit that's gonna, it's gonna be a fucking landmine. Yeah. It is what it is, and it's gonna blow up, and it will, it will not push forward. But what you take from that, lessons learned and information allows for me to justify that as not failing. Got it. Well, you don't think of it as failure because, fine, like you said, failure to you is final. And honestly, most of the stuff that we're, we deal with feels final in the short term but in the long term it's nowhere near close dude let's talk about that for a second that's a whole nother fucking show yeah let's talk about when someone's pissed off at you in business and how detrimental it is as the business owner where do we go boom negativeville right the worst case scenarios of all time my biz i'm gonna get sued and this person's gonna be so mad and my business is in the shitter. And then you get on the phone with that client and it's not, it's, it's nowhere near what you fucking worked yourself up to be. And, and most of the time, like you leave shaking hands and hugging, it's all good. You just yeah. got a difference of opinions and some shit and you work it out and you do what's right with the client and the client, you know, it's all good. But dude, that is one motherfuckers will fail when they do that. That will yep. cause you to fail. Because you will go off of the Richter scale and thinking of what is and what isn't and what could be. And then you get on the phone and you're all heart rates up and you're out of breath and 
about to get into a fight. And this guy's like, dude, I just want to tell you that what you did was shitty and you need to fix it. Okay. Let me, let me get on that. Let me own that and move on. And you know, that's not failing. Yeah. Some kids get on there and then they, they get in that alpha male and that, ah, don't tell me what I did was wrong. How dare you, Mr. Client? They fail. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a really good point though. Right. Think about all the things that we deal with as operators each and every day. Like it never stops. And there's always some, at least for me, there's always some primary worry. All right. If you think about it, you probably have three to five things that actually keep you up at night. Okay. And that primary thing, think about it this way. Every time you took care of that big thing, the biggest thing on that list that's keeping you up at night, did it go away? No, it fucking didn't. Something else took its place. Okay. Something else took its fucking place. So if we're really being honest here, guys, okay. I think as an operator, as an entrepreneur, we all go through this. We all make things a much bigger thing in your fucking head, in our head. Hey, the world is crumbling down. Like right now I have a, a partnership that I know they signed an agreement and it was an exclusive agreement. They went out, they signed two more. I can't, I'm trying to track down the paperwork showing. But at the end of the day, this is a partner who over the years has not produced a lot, has been a bit of a headache, um, and thinks that they are entitled to certain things. Okay. Now, if somebody came in off the street and asked for what he asked for, I would say, no fucking way. See ya. I've made it a bigger deal in my head where I'm at the point where, you know what? Hey, we either work with option A or B. If you can't pick A or B and neither one works for you, guess what? C is we don't work together. And I'm totally fucking cool with that. All right. And these are the things that when you run a business will keep you up at night. Yeah. All right. Think about that. Like you said, so let's come up with a kind of a, a way to systemize this, right? If you make a mistake, the first thing you should do, like he said, is own it. Whether it was your fault or not, own it, okay? I have one. I have a deal that is going so far fucking sideways. I had to get an attorney involved. I raised money to make that happen, make this deal happen, and the deal hasn't happened yet, and I am coming out of pocket to start making monthly payments on that money that we raised, even though it's not, one, it's not due, and two, I hired an attorney to go chase this, this money down. I didn't ask anything from the investor. I didn't ask for anything. I just went and made it right and then said, hey, this is what's going on. This is how we're handling it. I was proactive in that approach. So the first thing you got to do is own the mistake. The next thing you have to ask is, is this definitely done? Meaning, is this mistake final or did we find a way not to do something and we still have to accomplish this goal? If it's one of those things that you have to find another way to accomplish the goal, go back to the drawing board and only think of solutions, not the problem. But remember where you failed and why you failed. Okay. Failure and mistakes are going to keep happening until you identify what's going on and you own it. There's a reason I reached out. There's one person, I have one question personally that I have to ask. There's only two people on the planet, I think can actually answer it. One, I definitely don't have access to. The other one, I, I do have access to, so I pose the question. You have to identify what's causing 
these mistakes and the lesson you're supposed to learn from. And then afterwards, then you go back to the drawing board looking for solutions or ways to accomplish that task. Okay. What, Keith, do you think I left anything out? Because it's no. I mean, the reality is this, right? You're going to fail. Take your lessons. Move forward. Yeah. You're going to cause uh, grief. There's going to be issues. There's going to be dissatisfied people who heard things the wrong way. There's going to be shitty communication. There's going to be all kinds of shit you run into. And it don't fucking matter if it's everyone else's fault. And you got a whole book of examples of why. Just fucking own it and move on. Yeah. It's all good, dude. Like, I can't imagine how much stress I could have alleviated in 15 years of business ownership had I just kind of taken the motto of like, yep, I'll own that and let me here. Here's some free shit or here, let me do this for you or here, let me go fix it. Even if it ain't on me. Yeah. Right. And the reality is, dude, you, you go, you squeeze a little bit extra effort out of it, you make someone happy, you got a client for life. So fail, fail if you want, uh, or you can take it as a, a learning lesson, move the needle forward, always do what's right, no matter what. Yeah, 100%. And by the way, those, those people that you just corrected that mistake for, they're, not, they're, they're probably going to be clients for life, but beyond being clients for life, you have an opportunity to make them a raving fucking fan, okay? Yeah. Because everyone understands mistakes happen. If you can go above and beyond and fix that mistake and take ownership of it, guess what? Instead of that person telling everyone how shitty of a company you are or what a shitty job you did, they're going to tell everyone how you stepped up to fix it, you owned it, and you made everything better than right. Okay? Those are opportunities to become better, to be better, to build a better company, and to have those raving fans. I'm going to tell you guys. We're in a recession, whether whether people want to like it or not, own up to it or not, or even recognize it and say the word. We're in a recession. So you're fighting against not just people in your industry for that discretionary income. You're fighting against anybody that they could, that your client could want to spend money with for that discretionary income. The amount of pie you guys are fighting over, and no one fucking realizes it right now, is so small that you have to be on top of your game all day, every day. There's no margin for error there, okay? That means mistakes that happen, you have to look at those as massive opportunities, as one, teachable moments for your team to avoid it, and two, even better, you should teach everybody how to fix it above and beyond so you build that raving fan, all right? We're going to leave you guys with that, and we will catch you on the next one. The only thing we'll ever ask from you here Please share this, like it, send it to someone that needs to hear it, and we'll keep them coming. Appreciate you guys. See you.